Welcome to the latest podcast from the Recruitment and Employment Confederation, bringing you the latest updates and insights from the world of recruitment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third edition of the REC's podcast as we're dealing with uh, this changed world that is an industry we're having to work through just so far for only a couple of weeks, although it seems like the longest couple of weeks in many of our professional careers. Earlier in the week on the podcast, we talked a lot lot about the action the government's putting in place, and we've seen more during the week on that, and your REC team are working hard to be across all of that, making sure our COVID hub on the website is updated, and also our social media feeds are up to date with all our latest information and advice. And I really encourage you to start there. Uh, because there's so much happening that the REC social and web content is really at the front end of us helping you help your business at this time. And helping us help your business is the theme of today's uh, pod. I'm delighted to be joined by a couple of uh, expert speakers as we look at the whole uh, structure and approach to managing a crisis, taking quick action, Uh, getting across all the things that business leaders need to be across at moments like this, but also shaping for the future. So uh, first, I'd like to welcome to the the pod James Osborne, who many of you will know as the the chairman of the Recruitment Network. Good afternoon, James. Yeah. Hi there, everyone. How are you? And also joining us on the pod, a good friend of uh, the REC from MHNA, Matt Hamnett. Hi, guys. How are you doing? And those of you who haven't checked out our podcast on productivity, mental health and employee wellness, which I think is really relevant at the moment, is it's up on the REC website. And I think Matt and, and colleagues from MHNA, and along with our own Kate Shoesmith, offer some really uh, salient advice on dealing with the current situation, albeit that it was recorded uh, before the coronavirus crisis kicked off. So it's uh, it's not... Uh, set in that context the advice on that pod is really helpful certainly been helpful to me and to other uh, people I know who have listened to it recently. So let's start today Matt with a little bit about the mindset of a business leader and what's effective in a situation where suddenly you've gone from an order book that's maybe uh, 90% full to uh, 5 to 10% full you're facing a cash flow crisis um, and you're thinking about what what really helps the business pull through in moments like this. How do you get a business that's in shock oriented for um, beginning to take action? Yeah, I think the the first thing to do is to recognise that you need to institute a sort of crisis management approach. And one of the most important things that that, that brings with it is the separation of crisis management from business as usual activity. We spend a lot of time talking to clients about the fact that business change is different from business as usual. Well, crisis management is different again. It's a different mindset, it's a different skill set, and it requires different governance. So so separating out a crisis management function, as it were, is, is incredibly important. In that function, you need a a crisis commander who has all of the authority they need to take the action that they need to take at a tactical level. One of the first things that they need to do is is to diagnose the crisis. One of the the temptations that I think is, is very strong is to start doing things. And even if it's only a couple of hours for the for that crisis command, just to spend some time thinking about what this is, 
what it means and therefore what they need to do, I think is incredibly important. And in, in lots of ways, it's, it's that crisis command functions job through the through the period to keep that sort of tactical monitoring in place. Now, in the current circumstances, this could go on for, for quite a while. Um, and therefore, we need to think about the sort of phasing of this. But in that, in that first flush, separating from business as usual and just pausing for a moment to diagnose, I think are really important. Thanks, Matt. And I think that's, uh, that's really good insight because I think, you know, the, the first flush of panic is uh, immediately makes you rush to, well, oh, my God, what can I do right now? And clearly you might take steps that ultimately you come to regret because they position you poorly for the next stage of the crisis or for for uh, for the recovery. So that idea of having a clear structure, I think, is very important. Of course, in recruitment, James, very much a cash in cash out sector these cash flow challenges that we've uh, that that we've both seen members facing over the last uh 10 days have put a premium on the right amount of quick action but also being able to stand back you know what are the things that are going to position me for the future what's your reflection on what you've seen in the industry over the last uh few days yeah, thanks. I, th- I think um, I've been pleasantly surprised, actually, about the level headedness of most recruitment leaders that we've been engaged with over the last week or so when it comes to this, sort of, I suppose, crisis planning. What, what we've got most people to do and think about is, is create a very clear and probably redefined six months cash flow plan. Um, I think six months is a reasonable amount of time frame to sort of get us through what, the sort of situation that we're in based on our assessment. And I think um, the, the, the six-month plan is initially is all about hoarding and controlling as much of your cash as you possibly can right now. So ensuring that you have control over every single outgoing. And I think basically plan, make a contingency plan for your business from a cash and a financial perspective based on the worst case scenario. You can then, once you've mapped that out on, on, on a paper, on a bit of spreadsheet, you can then work back with looking at all the um, things that you can do as a business to deliver that cash flow plan, whether that be increased and different strategies around winning new business or, or winning more business from your existing customers, uh, pivoting some parts of your business to go after the low-hanging fruit, to managing your costs that are going out and accessing some of these government um, initiatives and incentives. And I think, you know, I think we need to be very careful that we don't make rash decisions here because I do feel that this is going to be a a reasonably short process will be uncomfortable and slightly bumpy, um, but the bounce will come sooner than we think. And I think if we're too, if we're too uh, quick with our cutting and we become too lean, um, then I think we're going to basically not be able to trade properly in the second half of the six month process, um, which will then have an impact. So I think it's about prudently just mapping out the cash opportunities that you've got through government initiatives, through cost savings um, before you need to do anything that's, particularly cutting in a business? I think that's really helpful, James. And I think from our perspective, we're definitely seeing that level-headedness. There was definitely a move, and you and I have discussed this because we both spent most of the last 10 days talking to literally hundreds of recruitment leaders, um, a, a move from really uh, r- real despair um, early um, in the early onset of the Monday, Tuesday of the week where it all happened into a real sense of purpose and direction uh, as people worked into the plans that they have. And certainly it was the case that 
the businesses that acted deliberately rather than hastily uh, feel like the ones which have put are acting on the basis of a broader plan. Certainly, you know, clearly getting across cash is uh, matters. I think I put in uh, in a link tip in update over the weekend that, as my dad always said, that. Uh, uh, that turnover is vanity, uh, profit is sanity, and cash is reality. And it's never true, uh, never more true than it is uh, today, although uh, Park Arbery isn't actually allowed to leave the house at the moment. Um, I think the that piece around manage your cash, but also talk to your suppliers and your customers is really important as well, because uh, while there might be a, 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 a kind of desire to pull up the drawbridge, you want those people to be there when uh, things are better again and one of the things i've noted is there is a lot of good discussion going on in the industry about how we navigate through this together um i think there could be more from you know some providers i mean I look at some of the big job boards and think uh they should be helping the industry out more at this time i mean i've been quite voluble myself on social media around uh the attitude of some of the banks to recruiters who have started to make applications under the government-supported loan scheme, and that's for the REC to drive at. But that sense of questioning your cash flow and talking to the, your, your, your partners outside the business to get control for yourself, but also to, to reach reasonable accommodations with them seems to me to be um, excellent advice. Uh, Matt, any reflections on what James or I have said? This thing about phasing, I think, is, is is incredibly important. And I think to James's point, you know, we're we're clearly going to be in this one for for a little while. And I think what that means is that this last couple of weeks and perhaps the next couple of weeks are they're the sort of real crisis part of the crisis in that sense. In that this is where organisations need to be really working out what this means, protecting cash, of course, as you've talked about. We're then, I think, going to go into a, a sort of business as dystopian for a while, aren't we? Where where things aren't going to be normal, but they are going to be what they are for a while, and and then there'll be uh, an exit phase. And and one of the things that I think it's incredibly important that people do is think now about how they will exit this crisis phase because just as you would in a, a normal strategy piece, really. You need to reflect back into the things that you're doing today, the things that you think you're going to need down the line. I think some of the some of the things that you therefore need are some really clear assumptions as a senior team, as a board, as an ownership group about what's happening and what's going to happen and a really clear grip on, on some scenarios, whether that's... Um, some of the very unfortunate kind of crisis scenarios that that might hit a business in 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 this period, or it's a set of views about the different ways in which you might exit this crisis period. I think all of that's incredibly important, and all of it is ultimately about being conscious in the way you're managing this situation, so that to the extent you possibly can, you're controlling it. I think that's really helpful, uh, Matt, and a good way of thinking about it. Certainly, it's something that I've, you know, from an REC perspective, I've been thinking about a lot. You know, the scale of government intervention in our labour market uh, following last Friday probably implies some things about how uh, our labour market, its regulation and the expectations of society will change through this. 
some pretty big uh, decisions have been made. I would imagine how we regulate our labour market might be quite different after this, and there are some implications for the REC in that and how we represent recruiters um, that we are thinking about. But it's as true of uh, technology. Uh, and one of the thoughts that occurs to me is I cannot imagine what this crisis would have been like had it happened 25 years ago. But there's two, as with all recessions, uh, this crisis is likely to accelerate some changes that were already happening. And you can see that simply by the fact that we three are in very different places right now and re recording a podcast together. Um, all you know, we've got uh, recruiters who've taken thousands of staff to working from home in a week or a week and a half. There are some really seismic changes coming down the track that it is right to think about over the long term and how you recover. Uh, James, what's the uh, thinking uh, in the recruitment network group around that that piece about positioning for the new world rather than uh, assuming we're returning to? exactly what we left uh, a month ago. Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting piece. And, and a couple of things I will say on this is that I, I think, honestly, and this is sounding awfully facetious, but I think we, if you take a big step back, the real crisis at the moment, I think, is, is sort of people's health and well-being more than, than the business side of things. And if you look at the recruitment sector, we've been through these similar stages before. Um, you know, we've worked through recessions before. We always bounce back. We always bounce back maybe in a slightly different way. It changes the sector um, in different ways, but we will always bounce back. So I, I'm actually very optimistic and positive about where we're at at the moment and where we can go, which sounds very bizarre and, and almost unfair thing to say because I know a lot of people are suffering. But, you know, I do know we will bounce back. So we have to stay positive and, and opportunistic here. And I think there are huge amounts of opportunities that are coming from this and will come from this. Um, with, uh, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with recruitment leaders where, who are suffering and having challenges that we're helping them navigate through this time and, and we will get them through it. Um, but at the same time, there's the same amount of conversations we're having with recruiters and recruitment leaders about um, massive wins they're getting in, record months they're even having at the moment and all sorts of things. And these aren't necessarily in the traditional markets that you would think would be buoyant because of what's happening in coronavirus. These are in fairly standard markets. And in some instances, are, even, are being quite heavily hit. So I'm optimistic and I'm positive. And I think the market will change. It will pivot. Um, what we've been talking to a lot of people about is sort of a three-stage process. And I'm on a I'm running a session with a lot of recruitment people, um, people tomorrow, actually, first thing in the morning to talk about this. But, you know, it's about currently securing our business and making sure we consolidate and lock in what we've got to minimize any any risk or downturn or or pain in our business. And that's from a cash point of view and from a, a way that we work point of view and a business healthcare and even an employee motivation and engagement perspective. But then it's also looking at maximizing any opportunity that we've got today, which I think there are lots out there. And, um, you know, I'm happy to talk to people about that on a separate note. But, you know, this whole thing around, you know, looking at your utility players in your business and moving them around to go after the low hanging fruit and squeezing opportunities out of existing customers and all that type of stuff. I think there is opportunity to make cash today and keep not business as usual for sure, for sure in some instances, but to be able to create the business moving forward and keep the lights on. And then the third part about it is around capitalizing on what will happen when the bounce comes. And everyone's got an opinion of the, that date. No one really knows for sure. But you know, when the bounce comes, which it will come, what are we doing today to prepare our businesses for that? You know, around you know, adjusting our products. I think it's going to be a slightly. I think it's going to 
fast track this evolution of the recruitment product piece that's out there. So different types of products going to market, more embedded solutions, which is something we've been working a lot on the last 12 months, and more partnership agreements with customers at every level. Um, but then also looking at what are we doing today to develop new stages of pipeline. Um, I think I think branding now is critically important for a recruitment business. I think you know anyone who is cutting costs, please make sure that one of your last costs um, after uh, before people is um, is marketing, um, because I think now is a really important time to be putting good positive marketing messages out there, supporting your customers and your industries. Because there's a lot of people online at the moment with a lot of time consuming a hell of a lot of content and all this stuff is really important for developing a robust business model for tomorrow when the bounce comes which i think is not that far away um so i think i am positive about where we're going to get to out of this providing recruitment leaders you know map map out and plan contingently for now to get through it but then plan to capitalize and maximize on what is out there today and what will come tomorrow especially in those markets that will naturally get a v-shaped return that will naturally get a big bounce um and that will need more help and supply from a talent perspective in a very very short space of time after this thanks james i think that that largely aligns with you know what we are supporting uh, members at the rec on that sense of right get control of where you are uh secure your business as you called it um get across the cash, look for the growth opportunities and, and they are definitely out there. Um, and I, I think as part of that, there are going to be interventions coming down the track. We're working with government on a few of them at the moment um, to help boost the uh, the awareness of where vacancies do exist in the labour market. And I think uh, there, there's going to be a big role for the sector in fulfilling those vacancies. We're already seeing some really great initiatives, you know, uh, framework providers to the NHS, for instance, second tiering new uh, agencies in to increase their capacity, but also keep those other agencies in in a good position. The the longer term piece about the future, I mean, I'm I've been very clear that the future of uh, the sector is as a professional services business with very deep partnerships with uh, uh, with customers and. Um, the best advice I've heard from veterans of 08 or 09 in the sector is that that was the time they built their client relationships that have really delivered over the last decade. Because you can bet your bottom dollar, most uh, 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 clients aren't getting a whole lot of phone calls from from agencies right now and won't over the next uh, the next six months. And that sense of just taking the time to talk to clients and talk to candidates and build that relationship that makes you that trusted leader uh, in your niche, I think it will pay off uh, spades in spades after we get out of the other side of this. So there's a lot of uh, truth, I think, there, uh, James, in, in what you said. So as we come towards the end of the, uh, the pod, I thought I'd finish with um, one piece of advice from each of us. Um, just a, a, a takeaway from this, uh, what's been a very good discussion. Matt, why don't you kick us off? What would be the one thing you'd like people to take from this discussion and then to go online and dig a little deeper on? Yeah, I think perhaps, you know, the, there's lots out there on great gold, silver, bronze command crisis management. And I think people need that. The, the thing I would just sort of hover over actually, Neil, is something you just said, which is about your customers and your staff will remember what you do in the current period 
and and that will be your brand. And and I, I think it's really important that just people have that in mind. Thanks, Matt. I couldn't agree more. Uh, obviously, and it's certainly something that occupies my mind in terms of making sure the REC leads with its values in a in a moment like this. Uh, James, I know we've had a, a discussion offline about you feeling very much the same about what TRN do, but what, what's one takeaway for, for you? Pretty simple for me, really, is now is the time to plan for the next six months, focus on the day-to-day, but plan for a next six-month strategy. So um, we know we're going to have an up and a down, we're down and up in the next six months. So just make sure that you're maximizing on the bounce when it comes um, and you're ready for that. So actually, when you take a big step back and look over that six-month period, um, it probably is nowhere near as bad as maybe it looks or feels like it might be today. Um, go after those opportunities because they are starting to come through now um, and stay positive looking forward over that six-month period. That optimism is really important for, for the industry. You know, uh, recruitment as an industry has always been deeply adaptable very quick to change to change in line with uh, market changes and uh, certainly as I said on the pod earlier in the week this feels like a, a recession that's going to be very steep in because of the way uh, the lockdown is biting but then very steep out again uh, as James mentioned earlier uh, we are going to have restaurants and bars again uh, fairly soon and we are going to need chefs and a lot of activity will come flooding back to the to the industry when things begin to to normalize well thank you very much to james and to matt for joining me on the podcast today uh, the next edition will be early next week as always the rec uh, covid hub and our social media feeds are pushing out all the latest support from us both in terms of interactions with government and uh, navigating the government schemes but also in terms of business advice and business growth um, the help, legal helpline is available uh, for you for uh, more detailed legal questions as we go into this next period where we're thinking about making the furlough scheme work. And you can always follow me at REC Neil on Twitter. I'm very happy to, uh, to hear any feedback. Have a great weekend when you get there. Try to get some rest. Uh, it's important that we all schedule some time, some downtime into even the busiest of periods as uh, one of our guests said earlier, the mental health and well-being issue is a really important one in a situation like this. So look after yourselves, stay safe, and we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. For more content like this, visit rec.uk.com.